career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. Today we are gonna dive into some pretty important stuff, but before we do that dive in, I just wanna remind all you guys, that coming up on June the 2nd, yes, June the 2nd is our next 40 plus men's chat. It is at 6 p.m. in the evening. That is 6 p.m. Pacific time. If you're interested in joining us, go over to the website, go to 40 plus men's chat. You can either use the four zero or you can type out 40 plus men's chat and you'll get everything you need or hop over to rickclemens.com Go to the chats navigation and you'll find what you need here. So back to the important stuff I feel like we're going to dive into today because it's been kind of crazy times around here in the last few months in our planet. And a lot of us are kind of like, what's next? I don't know if I feel good about everything. Some of us have gotten in there and our little brains have almost started to explode, so to speak, with I can't stay positive. I can't stay motivated. And I thought it would be just the perfect time to have a conversation about mindset and what our real purposes are. And I was so blessed to meet our guest today. He came through another endeavor that I work with. Most of you know, I do some speaking coaching as another part of my business. And I met Ben through that. And he's got a great brand. He's from the UK. He's got a podcast called The Naked Professor. He's also got a podcast. Uh, brand by that same name, but he focuses on men, mindset, men's mental health, and really helping people, men mostly, step away from that toxic space and into the truth of who they are by finding their deeply authentic and relatable selves. So he's a guy with a big heart. He's got a great message, and I'm really excited to have Mr. Ben Bidwell here with me today. So Ben, welcome to the podcast, man. So happy to have you. That was just incredible, Rick. What a what a professional! Suddenly, you switched into gear and was blown away by the that professional intro. It's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course, incredible. Man. Um, well, thanks, man. And and I didn't rehearse that. I'm like like looking at your bio. Okay, cool. Let's go here. So, you just uh, smashed it. It was yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I, I haven't heard that term in a while. In all the years that I used to work in the UK, I finally started saying "smashed it" a lot myself, and I'm like, "Oh, I haven't heard that phrase in a while." But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm no, no, no. I totally love it. I love it. Anytime we can like share the cultures from around the world, I'm even more about that. But um, <laughs> so let's just kind of start where you know you have this brand called the Naked Professor. But I, I mean, most people are going to go, "What is that all about?" But then your podcast and everything kind of gets into it. But I think at the core of what it was, and I'm not going to steal away your thunder here, man, but I think you started to see within yourself there was some stuff that had to start to change, right? Yeah, for sure. I think I, I fell into that, that trap that I see so many other men falling into, if I'm honest. You know, I think I was, I was trying to be the man that I thought uh, would impress society rather than mm -hmm. actually my truth. And um, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault, but I just saw what I saw as a, as a child and there was kind of society's picture for us that told us 
you know, masculinity or healthy masculinity was, you know, that the, the usual story of being the kind of the strong, the tough, the unemotional, the brave, uh, the right. strong masculine energy. And if I wanted to thrive in work in the world, then I need to just adopt all those characteristics. And uh, with that, there wasn't space for emotions and kindness and softness and empathy and compassion you know and uh i quickly put those hat those hats on if you like and that was the man who i, who I learned or tried to train myself to be and it was never my truth mm-hmm. and um that presented all sorts of problems you know when you're not authentic when you're carrying that weight of a mask on your shoulders it's um it's heavy existence so um yeah i, I was fortunate enough at 30 to come to, to meet a coach and, and she showed me a different path and um, I'm 38 now, and it's been a kind of last eight years of just been a, a process of self-discovery and change, really, which I'm very grateful for. I think it's interesting when we finally, as human beings, but especially as men, when we finally realize this is not my truth. <laughs> it never was, but yet somehow I stepped into this space and then, holy crap, I am not happy. And as much as we try to make that happiness out of a whole bunch of other stuff, which is literally a bunch of stuff that doesn't make us happy, at least for me, and I know for you, because you and I have had some talks around this, that truth piece is huge. It's like the big mover. So when you started to see that, what did you, what did you start to know you had to start releasing? I mean, you talk about compassion, all that stuff coming in, but what did you have to start releasing? Um, like, where do I start? Um, it was, I mean, it's, it's just like, like you said, it's returning to your truth. You know, I think for me, I have two energies the way I see it. I have who I feel I should be like in my head. There's a conversation saying, Ben, you should be doing this. You should be that. You need to do this. You need to do that. This is how you're going to be validated. This is how you're going to be accepted. This is fundamentally how you're going to stay safe. Be that. And that's what I hear inside of me. Um, and for me, that there was quite a contrast. Now, I can't speak on everyone's behalf, but for me, there was quite a contrast in this different voice inside of me in a deeper place that said, Ben, you really love your mum. You know, she's, she's amazing. And, and you never tell her you love her. And um, you want to be like soft and loving to people and to get into deep conversations that mean something that there's a bit of purpose you're a bit kind of bored of that kind of laddie stuff that you put on like it doesn't really do you anything it ticks some boxes mm-hmm. but it's not really you so like i, I kind of knew that all along but I, I i thought that truth that i talk about inside of me the deeper stuff i was like now that stuff is not serving me that's not the stuff that's going to get me validation so i need to bury that stuff so for me what i had to uncover was the way I saw it is that I'd, I'd, I've got this heart, that energy inside of me, this raw heart, but I'd put a load of stories on top of that heart of who I should be that, that blocked out that energy from coming through, if you like. It kind of created this wall, this barrier. It locked my heart down, and it just kept me in my head in, in amongst these stories of who I should be. So for me, the whole process of what I had to uncover was just going back to actually who I am, which, which meant ripping through all these stories that i had learned and started to tell myself that's who i should be and just tearing holes in them to let that energy from inside of me start to come through that was my authentic truth um that's how i see it and i think there are all sorts of different ways for us to see these things but that's kind of the way that i learned it and i'm not saying it's right for everyone but it's it's right for me and it's it's what's taken me on the path but you brought up something that's at the core of it all for every one of us it's the stories the stories that we create are the things that keep us from going and doing the things we most want to do or being able to see our own stuff 
and being able to really appreciate here's where the change needs to happen. If that story is so strong, I had a story that I believed I could never come out of the closet because if I was going to come out of the closet, I was going to lose everything and I wouldn't be able to see my kids and I wouldn't have any money. That story was so, so, so strong mm. until it wasn't. Mm. Until I realized, well, it's either this or I'm dead. Mm. Because I, not because I was going to kill myself. That's never been a option for me but it was i was putting on weight i was hiding all my fears and disdain for myself and everything in my weight i knew i was going to probably end up having a heart attack or i was going to drink myself to death and again i wasn't an alcoholic but i had enough that i could like i could drink every day like a fish and still function so i was probably close to that but i knew it was going to kill me and so I finally said, this story isn't serving me. It's yeah. actually killing me. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that if us guys, and again, all humans, but especially men, if we could break through our stories and go, it's okay. It's okay to break this story and throw it aside. And, and not so much like, okay, just get rid of it. You got to walk through it first. At least that's what I believe. And I think that's kind of where you come from too, Ben. You got to walk yeah, through these yeah. stories and redefine what it looks like for you. So as you started to go through some of those pieces, and I know there's lots of different layers here. What was the thing that was hardest for you to let go of or something you found yourself constantly fighting? Because I've got something I can share, but I'd love to hear your side of it too. <laughs> I guess my, my my biggest wound, if you like, that I carried that that held me back in so many ways was I mean not arm for many, I'm sure to a lot of people, but fundamentally I never thought I never felt worthy. Mm. You know, I, I and and that showed up in all sorts of ways in my behavior. Once I started to learn how to love myself, and act, which requires you living in truth in, in in tune with your truth, as we say, like in tune with my heart, that's where for me I had to learn to love myself by feeding into that energy, acknowledging who I actually am, not, not being who I, who I sh thought I should be. Once I got to that point of actually being aligned, and I love that word aligned, when we're aligned with our truth, then I could actually start to break through. I didn't need to be who I thought I had to be because I actually liked who I was. And I, always, I came up with this, you know, I, this, this, it was very clear for me that the way I saw life was that we're more conscious of wanting to live a life that impresses everyone else than actually a life that feels good to us. And my life changed when I said, Do you know what, I'm going to stop trying to impress everyone else, stop trying to impress society. I'm going to start trying to just impress who I actually am and living in tune with that. And let's see what happens. And that was the kind of the, the, the blocks of which all my challenges, if you like, were built was fundamentally I didn't like myself because I wasn't aligned with who I really was. You're not gonna like yourself in that space. And I don't blame myself, you know, this is not a pity story. This is, I think, society I think teaches us not to live aligned with our, with our truth. Yep. It teaches us to fill ourselves up with, with other means yep. um, and to actually not be worthy because when we're not worthy, we will consume and we'll spend. So I don't blame myself and I see a lot of society living in the same space, but I've just found the freedom to be able to understand that and, and now move on from it. And, live in tune with myself which means some people think i'm weird or strange or you know don't understand my path at all and that's absolutely fine because it works for me right. and when i like me I'm, I'm i'm in a much more powerful much more 
I'm in a healthier space in, inside and I'm ready to show up and live a life that matters to me. Um, and that is it for me. You know, that's, this is everything that we're talking about here. We've gone straight in deep, yep. which um, I love, you know, but this is the powerful stuff. Well, it is the powerful stuff and it, yet it, it's actually quite simple, but because of how this, what I call unconsciousness around what we're supposed to be in society, because we're really unconscious when we're at that space. Oh, this is what's expected of me. Da, da, da. Okay. We're actually, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of great teachers and wisdoms that have come through the ages, that is living an unconscious life where you're just showing up based on what everybody else expects, or you're showing up not being who you are. And then the moment you step into that conscious space, it's scary because you start to see your own stuff, but you also start to see your own truth. And the simple part of this is all you have to do is say, this is my truth. The hard part is to own it and stay in it. It's easy to say, this is my truth. It was easy for me to admit to myself, okay, I'm gay. It was hard to own it and to step into it because that was going to mean some pain. That was going to mean some suffering. That was going to mean some fears. But once I started owning that, it suddenly became really easy. I'm not saying it's been a cakewalk. <laughs> now it is because I just, I don't give a fuck. You don't like me because I'm gay? Whatever. You know, bye-bye. <laughs> See you later. But um, I think for most men, this is the hardest piece of saying, this is who I am. And I've seen it over and over, especially when we get into the arena of toxic masculinity with other guys and you're having those like, moments in a circle of, okay, what do you believe it means to be a toxic man? It's really scary for them to finally say this or to say, I don't see myself this way, but what I see when I see another man, this is it. And it's really scary for a guy to call out what they see as a toxic masculine, you know, characteristic. Yeah. So when, you, when you work with guys in that arena around that masculine stuff and then trying to get them go deep, like in a conversation like you and I are having here, what are some of the biggest fears you think men have about finally ripping off the mask and saying, here's my truth? I mean, I think judgment is probably the biggest thing, isn't it? It's not, fundamentally, it all comes down to fear. You know, mm -hmm. fear of something, whether it's fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment. Mm -hmm. um, all those fears that we protect ourselves from by hiding in this bubble of trying to be accepted and not embarrassing ourselves never failing not getting rejected you know that keeps us safe but actually inside it's not our truth um our truth is is you know like you, you said before by showing up and i think our, our truth is about showing up but without expectation of results that expectation of needing to be accepted or other people not i, I love the phrase that doing something from love not for love you know, you're not doing it to be accepted or validated. You're doing it because this is who you are. This is your truth. And it's okay if someone else doesn't like it. It's okay if you are rejected or, you're, you know, people tell you you're failing or whatever it is because it's your truth and you're aligned when you come from that space. The key to it for me is because I, and I never knew, this was, this was, I never knew the difference. But for 30 years of my life, you know, I thought, I was fear. You know, I thought that voice mm. that told me all this stuff, that was actually my truth. And I learned that all that stuff that I heard in my head 
was just learnt. It was, it was in my language, it was my ego trying to keep me safe by saying, Ben, don't, don't get rejected. Make sure you're fitting in. Make sure mm. you're conforming with everyone here because if you're doing all that stuff, then I'll feel safe. You're in the crowd. You know, we're feeling settled. And it's right. like a prehistoric dated mechanism that yep. we don't need to be accepted or validated by everyone now. We're not needing to be part of tribes. We've got our, there's enough of us. We don't, we're not under threat from rival tribes. We can, we can be a different person from our neighbor and not accepted by them, but still respect them and still be okay, but just not be, be a tribe together. Mm -hmm. And that's perfectly okay. But our ego is like, no, that's so scary. We have to, they have to really like us. Mm -hmm. um, and so learning the difference between that fear and for me, the truth inside, I, I almost say it's kind of a knowing. You know, it's just a deep knowing. It's like you can't necessarily explain it. Yeah. But it's just this is, but this is just, it's just me. This is just my truth. It's just mm -hmm. what I know. I can't rationalize it for you. I can't explain it, but it's me. So when you can differentiate between those two, which is where things like meditation and things come in, because you're allowed, you allow yourself to escape those thoughts, actually move beyond those thoughts of fear, and move into your actual knowing that's saying to you, hey, Ben. This is what I want you to do. This is who you really are. None of that shit that you're doing mm -hmm. over here. This is you. And you start to hear that voice and you start to get to know yourself. And it's difficult. Like you said, it's really challenging because of all the potential judgments and failures and everything else that can come. But we start to become aligned. We start to feel alive. And then life can begin. Yeah. You know? I think it's interesting you brought up this piece about truth and rationalizing it because I don't feel like you can live your truth you're not really living your truth if you have to rationalize it. Yeah. If you have to make a, if you have to justify why you are or who you are, you're still not at your truth. And this was a really painful lesson I had to learn. And I, and it's, it still haunts me from time to time when I felt like I had to rationalize to people why I was gay and why they were wrong. I still wasn't living my truth because what I was needing was to kind of, own that piece in me but by being accepted and then when i finally and as i said just a minute ago if you don't accept me because i'm gay i don't really care i i don't have any reason to explain this to you now if you want to have a, a conversation about why i know i am and, and that's fine but i do not have to justify it to you i will not justify it to you and i think this is a piece that men tend to forget if they feel like they need to like justify to some other guy why they prefer to be more soft in heart and intimate with intimate conversations with other men and, and why they can just be a soft soul. If they feel like they have to justify or rationalize it, they're still not to their truth. Just this is who I am. That's yeah. it. That's all you have to say. This is who yeah. I am. I'm a softer soul. I don't need to pound my chest to prove I'm a guy. I don't even believe there's you know, whatever it is, this isn't anything that makes me a man. I'm a, I happen to be a man. That's my gender. Everything else is just who I am as a human. And I still mm. don't have to rationalize or justify that to you. But for guys, we have been so conditioned. We have to prove, we have to prove this is who we are. And I love, there's nothing more that I love. I know we do similar work, but I know what I love is the moment that I can help a guy realize he has nothing to prove, nothing at all. Yes, then he's free. He can, he's free to be himself. Yeah, yeah, but you can't be free when fear is the thing that's driving you. So when you have faced your own fears, and again, this is kind of a big question, 
But when you come up against those fears, what is something now? Because I know you're not perfect, neither am I. But there's some tools that we each have put into our lives to go, okay, this is a fear. What do you do with it? What do you do to move through that quicker? Um, for me, like just so much of it has become just down to awareness. Once I'm aware of something is just fear and it's coming from this, what I call this computer in my head, that's programmed to keep me safe. And that programming is, is trying to make sure I avoid, again, the usual fears, rejection, embarrassment, you know, all that stuff. Right. I can just, it's just, you know, I'll never be able to block the thought, the fear come in. Mm-hmm. It's never like, I can't control, but I, when, it, when I hear it and it yeah. comes in, it goes, oh, Ben, if you do that, your brother's going to think you're a bit of a Wally. Mm-hmm. God knows what your mom's going to think. And, and your friends are probably going to wonder what's going on with you. If I'm able just to go, hey, like, like you said before, my truth doesn't need validation. Right. It doesn't need to prove itself. Right? It's only my ego that's seeking validation and acceptance because it comes from fear because it's seeking security so the moment that I, I i hear that voice come in or i hear those questions it's just a case of but what is my truth what is what's inside of me i'm not listening i'm aware of that voice and i know that voice has a role to play at times you know it has a role to play when i'm crossing the road and it's saying hey look out for cars mm-hmm. and i'm like oh i hear you yeah you know yes thank you no cars okay but I don't hear it. I'm not engaging. I'm not empowering that voice when it's saying, Ben, if you post this, people are going to think that and that about you. It's like, hey, it's my truth. And if they think that, it's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to fit in with everybody. I'm here to let myself be seen. And I'm not being disrespectful. And I'm not um, telling anyone they're wrong and that I'm right. I'm just saying this is me and this is how I see it. And from there, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned. and. You can feel it in someone, mm-hmm. you know, you can, people can, and, and it, and it takes away their power almost when, when you yeah. really are aligned and you're owning it and you're there and this is it. And I'm not looking for your validation. People even can feel well, like I could abuse him, but there's not much point really. He's just, he's doing his thing. And I actually respect that. I don't necessarily agree with it. And he's different from me, but fair play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not, they're not smelling the fear almost. But the other side of that too is those who can respect that in that way. And then the flip side of that is those who are still like, I'm still going to go after you. The power is you, I, knowing when that person's going after me, it has nothing to do with me. It has, I have awakened something within them that they have not yet come to terms with within themselves. And so they're going to project that out. I mean, it's true projection. So they're going to project it out. Like you can't do that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And this happened over the course of the last couple of months with a friend of mine, acquaintance of mine, where she came at me about, you know, some of this coronavirus stuff, because we have two different complete views on it. And when she said something in the public forum of our lovely friend, Facebook, I was just like, I'm not going to go there because this, that comment has nothing to do with me. It had no, no, I had no bearing. I wasn't going to give it energy and it was tough because I'm like, okay, I really want to, but I thought, Rick, why would you this? You've, you spoke your truth and in her own way, she's speaking her truth, but in that truth, she's trying to like, say, you can't have your truth. You can't be there. And I'm just like, I can, and you can't stand it that I can say I can be in this truth. And it's such an interesting space when we can 
take those bigger steps. I mean, the old Rick, I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, get, get the hell out of here. Done, gone, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, it Absolutely. is an interesting space when you start to see it. You know, I'm 56 years old. And even over the past couple of months, as we've all around the globe been battling this whole coronavirus thing, I've realized how much less triggered I can be just because I'm so much more just, Hey, this is where we are. This is just yeah. what we got to do. And yeah. as frustrating as I can get about certain things, I'm like, I can't, I can't give energy to things that don't do me any good any longer. It just, yeah. it's not worth it. That's well, because you love yourself. You respect yourself. Like, I, why I would you do. put yourself through that? Exactly. It's a lot bigger thing now, you know, even as it, so Ben and I are both speakers and I've been helping him along the way with his, as he's building his speaking business and stuff. And I think one of the key things that makes a speaker really good is they have to love themselves. They have to love what they can bring. Not like, Ooh, look at me, but you have to love yourself enough to know it's going to be scary to be up there in front of an audience it's going to be scary to say, this is what I believe. This is my truth. It's going to be scary to bring something to the world that is your perception and you're trying to impact. It's all going to be really scary, but it's not near as scary when you love yourself for believing in, I have something to give. I have a talent that's calling me to bring this forth. I have a reason that I'm here to impact the world. And I love myself enough to allow myself to go do it even when it's scary. And even if I screw up and it's all tied to that loving yourself. Absolutely. I, I almost see, you know, being on stage is, is exactly like real life. You know, if you show up authentically, you're going to be right for the right people. There's going to be some people in that audience who are going to be, yeah, not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Exactly yeah. how it will be in real life. Yep. And that's absolutely fine. I think if we go with the mentality that I'm going to make sure I don't get this wrong for anyone, and everyone this is this is there's no and you're just losing yourself and no one's going to really see you mm -hmm. if we really want to make an impact you've got to let people feel you from your depths mm -hmm. speak from that place that real really you can feel people from that they can feel their energy you can feel like when you're speaking to a computerized version of someone and mm -hmm. they're giving you what they expect you to hear yep. and they're just feeding it out of their head and then you can speak to someone else and you just feel it from their depths and your your every word is like if this me this is coming from them, mm -hmm. and we're not all the same. We've all got different values and different passions. And when I speak from my depths, it's going to be a different place to someone else, and I totally respect that. And that's okay, just as in real life. But if we really want to make an impact, that's where we, we've got to communicate from. It's our truth, and and that's our that's our power. That's our opportunity. That's our uniqueness. That's our authenticity. Um, that's where deep connection lives. You know, that's who we connect with when we see people. Um, so for me, it's the only choice really these yeah. days. If I really want to feel alive, I have to accept that I'm not going to be for everyone. Yeah. But on the contrary, I am going to be really for someone. Absolutely. And, and we haven't really talked about this much, but before we wrap up, I want to just kind of address this because I think this, what you just brought up is a perfect example of it. You living your truth. And if people go over to Naked Professor and take a look at it, there's a lot of nude shots there. And nice. to me, the beauty of that is you saying, I'm comfortable enough to be my truth in myself. And so many people will, there will be people, I'm sure you've already encountered, like, who the hell does he think he is? You know? But it's kind of like me getting up on stage 
and saying, so here's my truth. I was never faithful in my marriage. I screwed around a whole lot. I'm not proud of it, but it was part of my story. It was part of me getting to finding myself. And the people who can relate to that naked truth of me saying, here's my truth, it's not pretty, is the same truth of you being able to show these beautiful pictures of yourself in the nude of this is my truth. But the people who will push back against that, again, it comes back to there's something they're not comfortable with themselves. There's some piece of themselves they can't love. I love myself that I can go to the boundaries of taking people to that space where they're like, oh my God, I can't believe he's talking about this. Because when I do, it shifts people. Yes. And that's not why I'm doing it. That's not why. I mean, yes, there's a, I want to have impact. But if I was up there like, okay, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them all this crap and, and then they're going to love me and I'm going to sell tons of books and then I'm going to get another speaking gig and, and, you know, based on how many people say they like me, that's going to tell me how good I did today and it, did I do better than, that would all be ego. That yeah. is all the ego stepping in. But if I walk up there on stage and only one person, even one person says, oh, wow. It made me think about something. It was all worth it. Yeah. And even if nobody does anything, it was still worth it because I put something out there in the world that somehow is going to generate something. And that's all. I, I mean, even this podcast, the two of us talking about this stuff, even if, if only one guy listens to this conversation today and goes, oh, I guess two guys can actually have a deep conversation like that. Oh, wow, these guys can talk about compassion and love and caring and all this sort of stuff. I, that to me is all it needs. I, I totally hear you. And I, and I would go actually even one step further as well and say it matters to yourself. Yes. You know, our, our own self-expression, sharing our own truth, even if no one else gets it. It's our, it's our truth. And I, I know the pain we experience when we bury our own truth and we repress mm -hmm. what's inside of us because we live with that energy and that energy doesn't disappear. You know, Brené Brown, who I just love and talks about how creativity is not benign. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't just dissipate. It doesn't disappear. It sits, in, but only then when it sits there as unused energy, it will come out in a negative force. It's been trapped. It's been buried and it's going to come out in some kind of rage or some kind of anger or something that doesn't serve us that's not our truth. You know, that's not who we, who, who we are, yeah. but we haven't expressed ourselves. We've buried who we are and the end result is we'd be who we, we're not. So, you know, for our own relationship, for ourselves, you know, you and I, we've got to get on stage and share our truth. And if everyone falls asleep, then, you know, it's a shame. Um, but uh, we've expressed who we are and what's inside of us. And what I would say in that situation is that we're probably on the wrong stage. If we didn't deliver our message badly or we're not wrong. We were probably in the wrong, in the wrong place, yep. you know, yeah. and that's okay. You learn. And so I, I totally hear you. I totally agree with you. And, um, it's for me, life is not about feeding your ego and winning the, the, the pats on the back. It's about feeding your soul and living in tune with that energy and showing up and expressing that truth. And whether it's supported by one or, or many and the, 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 Irony to all this is that the more authentic you are, the more pats on the back you'll get, from my experience, yes. anyway. Um, then that's that's being alive, that's living, that's that's showing up for me.
Mm. And uh, we've all got a duty to do that for ourselves. And it's not easy. And it requires bravery. But it's, it's, it sets you free, is my experience. I think you just kind of brought us right where we needed to go to wrap this thing up, Ben. That's a beautiful sentiment. And I invite everybody to go check it out. We'll have everything that you need to find on Ben. And why don't you give a shout out to your website again, Ben, real quick. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's thenakedprofessor.me is my website. And then the Naked Professor is Instagram, which is kind of where it, most of it sits. Yeah. Yeah. I highly, highly encourage all of you guys to go follow him on Instagram. I know every time Ben posts something, I'm like, okay, I'm going to clear the deck here for a minute sit and read because it's just, it's just good stuff. It's just good, solid, deep stuff that is, is about you a showing up as you, but be given what you need to give to the world to help people see something they may not have seen before. So um, Thank you thanks very again, much. man, for being here. So enjoyed this conversation. Love you dearly. And um, just can't wait to see where you keep going with everything in the world, buddy. Thank you for, for wow, for, for your kind words and for holding space. I love this conversation. and I'm grateful, grateful to have met you and, and grateful to have this conversation. So thank you very much. That's a wrap for 40 plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk, where the conversations continue.